0: Fewer than 10 days to go now, till the big day, welcome to Hand of pods. gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 305 of Hand of Pod, the internet's finest English-language Argentine football podcast. I'm Sam Kelly, and I'm joined by Andres Bruckner. Hello, Sam. Welcome back, Andres. Thank you. Thank you very much. We um, had a week off last month. We only recorded three episodes during July. During August, we're not going to be having any weeks off, because the Superliga is back at the end of next week. Kicks off on Friday. We've got some kickoff times now. I think, haven't we? I didn't bother. I, I saw they've been tweeted, and then didn't bother checking for them. Um, but I will tell you what those are uh, in a minute. Actually, why don't I look them up now um, while I'm talking? And we've got some things to discuss. Just um, uh, an hour or so ago, I think I, I saw it tweeted that uh, Racing have signed Marcelo Diaz, which I think is a contender for signing of the transfer window. If you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, he could be precisely the kind of midfielder that they need and Boca Juniors have been desperately trying to sign some people uh, with varying degrees of success and varying degrees of controversy um, surrounding those attempted signings Uh, they are also playing at the moment in Lanús in the Copa Argentina against Alvarado de Mar del Plata. Lanús? yep, in Lanús I think this is a record for the least amount of distance that either River or Boca have had to travel yeah. for a Copa Argentina game. There might possibly, maybe, have been one in, in the, the conurbation as well at some point, but uh, since the Copa Argentina was, was reborn a few years ago, River and Boca have had to, both of them, travel vast distances across Argentina, a country the size of a continent, if you're from Europe, remember, Um in order to play teams who often are from not particularly far away from their own stadiums. Um, And so uh, I was a bit surprised when I saw yesterday that that Boca were getting to play this one in Lanús, but apparently they've both been promised, um, while we're on the subject, I can't remember whether it was from this year or whether it's going to be from next year, that River and Boca will both have at least one match in each Copa Argentina uh, in the greater Buenos Aires region, I think, so their fans don't have to too far to see them
1: oh I will take advantage uh, that you mentioned uh, Copa Argentina to uh, well fix a, a mistake I made the last, in the last episode when River was a, about to play against Dalmine, I think I said they were the rivals were from General Rodriguez which is in the west of Greater Buenos Aires but they are from Campana and you are right when you said you said that they were from the north and it is from the north not from the west they the their rivals and well that doesn't change anything but uh, uh, I think i I don't know why I said they were from from there uh, I think that the atlas are from there yeah, another rival that river had in the previous Copa Argentina
0: yeah atlas yeah that sounds yes familiar yes uh, I've, I've just clicked a button on your headphones under it and it's, it's made it sound oh. a little bit clearer, but I don't know what it is, oh, is uh, I think
1: thing? it's the post button because if, when you play music it's uh, ah okay, it's hands free
0: that would explain why I couldn't really hear myself when we were talking at the start. So oh. that's good. Um, anyway, that uh, opening weekend fixture list. If you're in Buenos Aires and, and you want to uh, go to a game, or indeed if you're elsewhere in Argentina and you want to go to a Super League game, we have two matches on the Friday. Those are Vélez-Southfield versus Newell's Old Boys and Tigre versus San Lorenzo at seven and nine, respectively. Um, on Saturday, there is a lunchtime kickoff. One quarter past one, Gimnasia versus Argentinos in La Plata. At 3.30, Union host Aldo Civi. at 5.45. All of these kickoff times are, of course, Argentine time. I always feel like that sounds pretty obvious, but I always get somebody when I tweet out the kickoff times or whatever saying, is that your time or mine? Well, clearly mine. Um, Patronato uh, against Colón um, at quarter to six. At eight o'clock on Saturday evening is Belgrano against San Martín de San Juan in Córdoba. Sunday. I was really looking forward to this season, hoping that there were not going to be any eleven o'clock kickoffs, but there are eleven o'clock kickoffs still. Uh, the Sunday one in this first round, they've picked one that I think is going to be one of the more attractive matches. In fact, of that first round, it's Boca versus Tachiris. Um, at quarter past one, Godoy Cruz hosts estudiantes. At half past three, Lanús hosts Defensa y Justicia. At uh, quarter to six, it's Rosario Central against Banfield. Huracan versus Racing is the 8pm kickoff off um, on Sunday and then that is it. We're a river. Why is there no kick-off time for the river game there?
1: Because it's wrong. It's not Racing, it's Racing River.
0: Ah, there we go. So, Urakan versus River. That makes more sense. That's why Racing are, are listed twice there, isn't it? Yes. Urakan versus River at 8 o'clock on Sunday evening and then on Monday there is one match. Atletico Tucumán um, versus Racing Club at 9pm uh, remember Independiente versus San Martín de Tucumán is postponed because Independiente are going off to Japan to play the Suruga Bank trophy or whatever it's being called this this month um, having won last year's Copa Sudamericana so they'll be playing the, I think it's the winners of the Japanese Cup last season or it might be the winners of the Japanese oh, no it's not, not the
1: J League I,
0: th- I think it was some sort of league cup when um, when River played it a few years uh, ago. But that's
1: that to make things uh, not very good for your. while well, you won't be very glad to hear that Holland or Holland uh, said that this cup was very important for them. Uh, as they, everything that has to do with traveling abroad and playing against uh, a, a, a club from another country means a lot for an Argentinian team and well that happens to be with, with Independiente and uh, even when you what well, and I, I also agree with you that, that uh, playing a single match even when it's in Japan uh, you can't consider that a cup no. but well uh, it's Suruga Bank uh, cup or championship how it's uh, called
0: I, I my, my general rule of thumb is that if it is uh undeniably less important than one of the things that you've got to win to get into it then it's not a proper trophy in my opinion uh, regardless of how many matches you have to play Uh, it is the winners of the J League Cup so not the J League itself uh, against the winners of the Copa Sudamericana um, and that is a trophy that has so far been won twice by Argentine sides they are the most successful non-Japanese nation Um, Arsenal in 2008 won the very first one and Riber of course in 2015 um, so Independiente will be looking to uphold Argentina's proud tradition in this prestigious um, championship.
1: And, and they said, or I think Holanda also said, that uh, the, the importance uh, given to this championship, trophy, match, friendly, whatever, is that they if they win it, and that's why they say it's important, they can reach Boca in terms of number of trophies uh-huh. they, they got. Of course they can,
0: if you include all the little shitty ones that both of those teams have won. Not that no other teams have ever won shit trophies, of course. But, um, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, So that's uh, why Independiente aren't going to be playing Their their first match of the season is going to come in the second round. Um, It's nice to finally have the the fixture list there. I mean, we had it last week, the the fixtures for the season, obviously, but it's nice to have some actual kickoff times and be able to look forward and start to plan a weekend that's going to be pretty difficult to spend very much time with my girlfriend given how much how, how spread out these matches are and but Saturday at least looks fairly easy and to here, here
1: you find the first uh, incredible thing or ridiculous or uh, funny which is yes Boca playing Tacheres at 11am which means 2pm or 3 or 4pm depending uh, on the, the place you are uh, in 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 United States, Europe, uh, well, Yeah, for, for the majority of our listeners,
0: since I mentioned that those kickoff times were all um Argentine, uh, at the moment we are four hours behind British summertime and one hour ahead mm. of Eastern Standard Time. I think that's what the S stands for in EST. It's, um
1: The the Greenwich meridian time is three we are three down uh
0: we are, yeah, but Britain is on British Summertime at the moment, which is an hour ahead of Greenwich Mean Time. Um, and Eastern Standard Time changes according to whether they've got Daylight Savings but applied or not.
1: We have this, which is, I think, of course, uh, to promote uh, uh, potential uh, foreign um, rights buyers uh, for for, national, for Superliga. Mm. But uh, Boca will, won't will host uh, away supporters, as we have been discussing that the five grandes or the big teams uh, uh, won't host uh, the, the way supporters because they don't need them and yeah. uh, they are like uh, uh, ahead uh, or out of this uh, uh, rule and so you will see only Boca supporters in a match that you pretend to be sold. Yeah, uh, bro. So mm. it's, it's and
0: the other thing that I still don't understand with the eleven o'clock kickoffs, if if that is the reason, then why do you pick a time slot that then puts that match directly into competition with the some of the most attractive European matches of the weekend? It's uh, not going to be that's such that's a problem for this particular weekend because the Premier League. Um, is I think the the only one of of Europe's major leagues which is going to be underway on this weekend I think the others are all playing their Super Cups uh, anyway it's not this weekend weekend but the other no no that's what I mean I mean when I say this weekend I mean the the weekend in question um, rather than this coming weekend Um, it's going to be the Super Liga and the Premier League starting at the same time and then I think that La Liga and Serie A must be getting underway the week after or possibly two weeks after because they're certainly not doing
1: um,
0: that this time around their Super Cups are not this weekend Um, but Sort of when the season's going, I remembered it last season as well. There were a few eleven o'clock kickoffs, and I was like, "They're trying to sell this to Europe. If you want to sell it to Europe, then maybe don't put it on at the same time as Barcelona or or Manchester City or Bayern Munich or whatever are playing. Maybe have it on afterwards." When there isn't any
1: football to watch in Germany, well, and people might actually go, Oh, yeah,
0: you well, know what? Perhaps book so will time have
1: time. Uh, finally uh, signed Buffon. Well, you, you will have an Italian perhaps watching him be uh, the goalkeeper in an uh, Argentinian club, which will have been strange. And that but. is an unscripted,
0: I promise you, listeners, but quite brilliant, if I say so myself, and uh, give you a pat on the back for it, Andres. Fantastic segue into the first proper um, topic of conversation, which is Bocker's interminable quest to sign people. Um, we haven't had a question, actually, about um, Bocker's uh, failure so far to sign a goalkeeper in spite of approaching pretty much everybody who describes themselves as a goalkeeper in um, the world. Um, but they've also gone into a bit of hot water regarding a left-back signing... Have they not? You were explaining this to me beforehand, yes. but take us through it.
1: But they, they yeah. have already signed uh, a goalkeeper, finally.
0: They have? Yes. Yes. Go on. Uh, oh, Andrada. Uh, yes. Yes, of course, I forgot. Yeah, he played for Lanús in the Copa Argentina on... That was this Monday, just gone, wasn't it? Two days ago. Um, or was it last week?
1: No, last week, last week. It was last
0: week. Um, and, yeah, but that was after his, his contract had uh, already been sorted out at Boca... Um, and he is now moving there. Thank you for reminding me of that. So he's now, I assume, cup-tied for the Copa Argentina, um, but obviously available in the league. But their left-back situation is a little yes. bit more open to interpretation.
1: Um, yes, I, I, I really don't uh, know the legal terms, but apparently uh, well, Boca had their uh, places for foreign players full. They, they couldn't hire any other foreign player, unless they are, of course, Argentinian in their double nationality. The, the foreign player rule,
0: yes. as I understand it, and I, I didn't understand some of this until yesterday when I read something about it, is that an Argentine club is allowed to have as many as 10 non-Argentine players contracted to them, of which as many as 6 are allowed to be playing in Argentina. In other words, if you've got ten, Argent- if if you're an Argentine club president and you've got ten foreign players, you have to have at least four of them out on loan to foreign clubs at any one time, um, and they're allowed. I think it's four foreigners in the actual playing squad for the domestic season. So if you again, if you've got ten players and four of them are out on loan to clubs abroad, you have to have another two out on loan to other clubs in Argentina, and you can have the remaining four in your matchday squad. Yes. Um. And Boca uh, have more than four who they want to have in their day well, squad, right?
1: Apparently, well, uh, I didn't know that was so so many, like ten. But because uh, the, these days Boca uh, signed Olasha, eh, Olasha, Olasa, Lucas Olasa, the Uruguayan left midfielder or left uh, back from Tacheres, who doesn't have the double nationality, so he uh, occupies four in our place. And uh, but Fabra had already uh, got injured, a, a se- severe injure, injury that he got in, in while playing, or not playing, but uh, while he was uh, with the Colombian uh, squad in, in, in Russia, and that's why Boca uh, uh, was allowed to suspend his contract apparently, and in his place uh, hire or sign. Olasa, so uh, and Olasa would have been the seventh foreigner. So it's, mm. there is something there that uh, perhaps is not right in terms of how many players are actually or really allowed to to be contract by by a club, independently of playing or not, uh, or unless you suspend their contracts and, and or the ones are, that are injured like 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 Favre and that's okay, it's it's legal, uh, and then you hire another player. The problem is, I don't know whether uh, Fabra, in this case, will uh, receive or will be paid his wages.
0: Yeah, and and this is, I guess, a a legal problem, not only in terms of AFA registration and what the players' union have to say, but also in terms of Argentine contract law, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just not pay somebody. And you can't have somebody on your books and tied to your institution who doesn't have a contract. Um, So it's all a bit confusing, really i mean from the pure registration point of view my understanding um is that as long as it, if if olasa comes into a place fabra then this is okay as long as fabra is out of the squad yes. so I'm, I'm now in my head thinking football manager it's it's you know you get those two windows per yes. season where you can register your squad and it's got to have x number of foreigners <laughs> and then in december slash january when they want to you know, jig things around and bring Fabra back in. As long as they drop one of those foreigners out of the squad, that's okay. But if you're only allowed to have a certain number actually contracted to you, then are they just hoping that one of the other foreigners picks up a long-term injury in just January so they can cancel his contract and yes. <laughs> and bring Fabra back in? Or it's it's yeah, very... you leave him
1: alone. He's injured, and in, apart from that, you you leave him with no contract. Uh, it's really strange, even when it's legal, because. Uh, you, you look for, for the players and they have six foreigners. OK, that's legal, that's, that's right. But if one of them uh, is injured and belongs to the club, that's the part that you come to, mm, to question. And uh, how, how is that? Uh, Favre can't go into the training sessions with the Boca kids. Uh, he can't appear by the club uh, as his contract is suspended. Mm. That's something really, really strange. Although whilst we have been talking about this, I've just
0: seen a tweet pop up uh, which says that Boca Island negotiating at the moment with San Lorenzo to sell Sebastián Pérez to them. Uh. Who, of course, would therefore free up a cupo, a a foreigner slot. I've also just realised, because the second half just kicked off two minutes ago, um, that we didn't actually tell you what was happening in Lanús. Uh, which Boca are involved in they're playing in the Copa Argentina the second half as I said has just started they're playing Alvarado de Mar del Plata and they are 4-0 up at half time Um, so after a lot of Boca fans were on Twitter during Independiente's 8-0 win and River Plate's 7-0 win um, a week and a bit ago uh, accusing them of not showing respect to their opponents by scoring too many goals against them I wonder what we're going to see now. Um, presumably, Boca will take their foot off the gas and allow Alvarado to score two or three goals and make it uh, respectful. For River them. was
1: a bit merciful uh, with Vichadalmine as they uh, scored only three and conceded one. So it was softer. Did they? Yes.
0: They didn't concede one, did they?
1: Yes. Oh, they did. I forgot about that.
0: Sorry, it was 7-1, wasn't it? I, I said no, 7-1. 3-1. I, I mean against Vichadalmine.
1: Ah, the, right. The, the following match.
0: Yes, right, yeah. I am uh, R- River have played again in the Copa Argentina yes. since we recorded. Yes. That was on Saturday, wasn't it? I completely forgot about that one. Uh, and 1-3-1. So we may as well have a look at what else has happened in the Copa Argentina since we last recorded. I'm going to do this on my phone because it'll be quicker to uh, load than the website, probably. Um, as long as the app loads, which it now isn't going to... Yeah, there we are. Copa Argentina... So, since we recorded before, uh, those matches were all already played, weren't they? We have got Bocca playing their last round of 16... No, sorry, round of 64 match at the moment. Um, Olimpo, I think this one was played after we recorded, right? Olimpo beat Aldo Subi on penalties? I can't really remember. Um, but the round of 32 has now got started as well. And that is the river match that we were talking about. So that began with uh, River beating Michel Dalmineas Andres says 3-1 um, and on Sunday Gimnasia La Plata beat Olimpo de Blanca 1-0 um, a goal from Matias Gómez five minutes before half time in a match that I did not watch and I'm assuming Andres didn't do that yes. um, those are the two games that have been played so far in the last 32 or the 16th of final as it's more eloquently known in Spanish um, so River are going to be playing. Platense or La Madrid. Yeah, these are these Chavez yes. are correct, are they? Yes. Definitely. Chavez uh, cinco, pi dos. Oh, that's taken me back out. But yeah, that, that is the case. Uh, River will be playing one of those two teams in the eighths of final or the last sixteen, um, and Boca, by the look of it, are going to be playing um, somebody. Anyway, this actually, this is the last game, so it should be fairly simple to work out with and and playing in the last round as uh, well.
1: Uh, when you look for that, uh, I add to the uh, possibility of Sebastian Perez going to San Lorenzo so that they free a, a, a place for a foreign player and, and this polemic is not anymore uh, installed in, in the media. Um, also, Nathan Hernández could leave Boca uh, depending on the offers he has or not oh. from, from, from abroad. So... Uh, if perhaps Perez and and Hernandez leave, if that happens, well, there will be no problem with the places or, or, uh, uh, yes, places for for foreign players Mm. because they are both, of course, foreign. Indeed. Uh,
0: Boca will be playing, or uh, assuming that Boca can hold on to this um, knife-edge 4-0 lead that they hold, uh, they will be playing San Martín de Tucumán in the next round which is an interesting tie because San Martín de Tucumán of course are one of the teams who have come up to the Superliga this yes. season it is they who are not playing Independiente on that first
1: Oh, that and they, they won uh, res, uh, recently uh, San Martín de Tucumán I don't remember whether this in the Copa Argentina week or the other but yes with uh, two goals from Bielar, Claudio Bielar yes
0: they did that was 2-1 uh, against Patronato yes. and that was on Thursday last week mm. so the day after we recorded um, they have an interesting looking team actually we may as well talk about them because as I said they're, they're in the Superliga um, they've got one or two um, sort of veteran names as you mentioned already Claudio Biela the
1: former I want to say San Lorenzo is that right? No, Racing uh, Colón, um, Atlético de Rafaela and well, yeah, Liga de Quito where he won I think the uh, yes, or Libertadores. he
0: won the Libertadores, I think, would be good Quito. I think he was in that team. Uh, they've got Marcos Figueroa in midfield, Alberto Costa um, as well. They, they have
1: some. Martino uh, um, Costa, I think, is the former San Lorenzo, and, yeah. and he played in Europe a lot of time. He did, yes. I can't remember who
0: for uh, Valencia, I think, rings yes. a bell. Um, and Fabiani Spindola, which is a name. I'm going to look up how old Fabian Espindola is, is now, actually, because that that's a, a name that I feel like I've been seeing for most of my time watching Argentine football. And I'm probably now going to find out that it's a 22-year-old or something who's a completely different person. Uh, no, he's 33. He's younger than me. That's really depressing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but he broke through at Boca in 2005. And, oh, there we go. There is some relevance for some of our listeners, um, in a, quite a large part of the English-speaking world, because he had a decent spell, by the look of it, at MLS. Rail Salt Lake, Rail Salt Lake again, New York Red Bulls, and DC United oh. um, over the, between 2007 and 2016. So he was there for quite some time. Um, yeah, that is the player I was thinking of. Good. Very long hair. Or at least he had very long hair in his peak. Yes. I don't know what he's like now. Um, so they should be an interesting team to watch, I think. Well, obviously be previewing the Super League in a little bit more detail um, next week right before it kicks off but sort of by and large looking forward to the new season Andres? Yes
1: Yeah? Good Any yes. thoughts? After a lot of time not watching any Argentinian football uh, uh, will be good I, I, I imagine or I, I fancy watching the first two games for sure the next Wednesday uh, next Friday sorry mm-hmm. uh, independently of the matches I don't remember Vélez against Newells it's the first one I, I don't remember they were yeah Vélez versus Newells and Tigre yeah. versus San Lorenzo it's interesting matches I think in the previous at least so yes uh, I, I look forward for that Here, he, No, I don't care at this point or when I were uh, when I uh, when the matches are about to start don't care about the Alpha problems and the organisation and the national team. Mm. Uh, at that point, I will try to enjoy the games and see whether they can offer, of course.
0: Yeah, I am slightly less thrilled about Tigre versus San Lorenzo, because I don't know whether you did, but I watched San Lorenzo versus Deportes Temuco right. in yes. the Copa Sudamericana yes. last week, and it was dire. I mean, I, I was thinking, oh, we might as well begin the opinions on how teams are playing now, Um I don't pay any attention to friendlies. They're pretty difficult to watch anyway, particularly this season now that uh, the, the broadcasters have realised that nobody's going to pay 300 pesos a month when they no football on between seasons. So TNT and Fox Sports Premium have been um, showing some of particularly River and Bocca's pre-season friendlies um, and one or two of the other clubs as well. But I was kind of thinking, well, San Lorenzo are bound to have sort of taken a look at themselves over the break, realised that they were playing atrociously ugly football um, and not particularly well uh, this season. Bocca have just scored a fifth, by the way, from a corner um, and, you know, sort of taken a long hard look at themselves and, and made the correct requisite changes and signings and whatnot. And they looked exactly the same. They went 1-0 up, playing not particularly nicely, and then they conceded twice to a Temuco side who I know that we have some listeners who are fans of Chilean football. I don't know whether we have any actual Chilean listeners. But either way, I don't want to offend anybody. But Temuco looked fairly limited to me. Um,
1: and they included a, a player uh, in a bad way. So, San Lorenzo apparently won that match 3-0. Oh, really? Yes.
0: I was completely unaware of this. <laughs> so, Temuco now yes. have to win the home leg 4-0 in order to get through. Unless
1: 4-0. it hasn't been confirmed. I think it was confirmed. So. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll, I shall Google that. Yes. I thought you, you knew that, but yes. No, no,
0: I, I didn't. I mean, I, I, obviously, the more important thing is, of course, the... Unless, well, um, the result
1: is 2-1, but uh, then it was uh, uh, San Lorenzo asking Conmebol for the points because of this. It's similar to the Chapecoense uh, problem last last year. Uh, of yeah. This. Oh, unless the there most, is no
0: official... The most recent headlines that are popping up on Google right now are from two days ago when Conmebol had agreed to hear it. Let's see, past 24 hours. For the moment, it doesn't look like a decision has been made, but I hadn't even heard that that was happening. I've I've been doing some editorial work for the last uh, It was The
1: player that was included by Temuco apparently not in a regular way, was uh, Rekena. And uh, yes, uh, Sanonso uh, asked for that, and uh, as far as I thought, or as I I knew, uh, this was... Uh, official, But, well, apparently it wasn't.
0: Uh. Huh. Marcelo Salas is the president of Temulco, by mm-hmm. the way, it says here. Um,
1: well, in Salas, fact, in, in case this is not re- uh, 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 official, th- what really happened is that Sonnenso asked for this to... Uh, for Well, in this case, the the team that is a victim of this uh, uh, bad inclusion is the 3-0 uh, in favor of them. Yeah that
0: uh, yeah that's the most likely yes. punishment that they'll yes. have uh, let's say um but i mean frankly based on san lorenzo's performance i wouldn't entirely put it past Tim or got to overcome that 3-0 deficit <laughs> if they do go in with a 3-0 And deficit. today
1: was uh, the news that uh, san lorenzo was selling piris la mota robert piris la the paraguayan midfielder to flamengo and now they have only ariel rojas as a classic central midfielder mm. So they were looking for Matias Suarez, the talented uh, midfielder from Belgrano. but or Sebastian it, Perez is as,
0: as ah, mentioned yes. a, a little while ago.
1: Matias Suarez, in, in I think, is a different kind of player, uh, mm. more uh, offensive. Than, yeah, much more attacking and yes. sort of creative
0: and dangerous. I agree.
1: Um,
0: either way, I, I was, you know, the the, the points whether they um, end up being handed a three 0 win or not uh, is that I was expecting somewhat more of San Lorenzo um, after the break I was expecting them to, to be playing with a little bit more direction and invention and they're not doing um, so it, it was very much a game that I sort of looked at and thought oh, I'm going to have to watch this lot for another season again now because particularly when it's one of the big five I was you know some of the other games I'm like there are 13 matches a weekend I want to go out with my girlfriend if, she, if, she, she you
1: know if you happen <laughs> to
0: you can skip some of yes. them but for the big five, it's like, yeah, unless they're playing on a Friday or a Monday evening while I'm in the pub, it's a little bit difficult to knowingly uh, just miss them. Yes. And watching San Lorenzo is going to be a really boring experience again yes. this season, I think.
1: Well, if you watch also Beres or Nules' matches in the last season, you probably will say, no, it's, it won't be a good match or, or well, avoid that match. But by the names of the clubs, in the previous uh, days, I would say, yes, it's an interesting match, of course because of the names of the, of the teams. Mm. Then you have to, to see uh, whether they continue their bad season, last uh, season, or they have now a new one.
0: Uh, Be- Vélez, since you mentioned them, are an interesting one because um, I said towards the end of last season that, that Gabriel Hainsey had been playing much better football. He wasn't getting the results necessarily. But I said if he makes the right decisions and, and signings in defence and can sort of uh, keep most of the rest of the team together going forward, um, they should be challengers. And obviously, the headline is that they've lost Maro Sarate, as we mentioned yes. a week or two ago, to Boca Juniors. Um, but the rest of the attacking team, as far as I'm aware, has all managed to sort of stay together. Um, but it's strange because... they've not really done very much in, in defence. When Vélez
1: <laughs> <Hain's>, when <laughs> when lost uh, on penalties against Central Córdoba, was of Santiago de Estero, uh, Gabriel Heinze was was very hard uh, in the in the press conference or well, when he talked with the journalists after the match saying that he asked for for uh, new players to come to the to the school and that they they hadn't bought anyone mm. so that, that 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 will be difficult for them to uh, well uh, do a great season with with kids or well most mostly kids than than experienced players uh, But I don't know whether they finally signed new players or not. Um, Alexander Dominguez has
0: come in, um, Mm. the Ecuadorian goalkeeper um, who was playing in Colón last season. So that's an interesting one, given his decent record and decent performances last season. But apart from that, I mean, in defence at least, no. They've renewed Fabián Cubero's contract for Uh another year. Yeah, I think that reaction speaks volumes. Uh, they're going to have problems again in defence going forward. They should be fine in midfield. You know, I think they've got a, a decent number of, um, of of options and a decent goalkeeper. Because it's difficult to say that Dominguez is not considerably better than Alan Agüero, who they've allowed to leave on a free transfer, according to this list that we're looking at. Um,
1: but there were well, a lot more players leaving than than arriving.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of this is dead wood, I would say. Aguirre, Gonzalo, Shoredan, Nicolas Tripicio, Fausto Grisho. None of these are players who were necessarily in the starting 11. Aguirre was, but yes. he, he, he was, that was so Sarate, part of Cáceres, perhaps
1: Rugamonti, well, no. Um,
0: apart from Sarate, yes. I would say that none of them are absolutely key. Uh, and some of the names coming in are decent, but they're not really in the right area of the pitch, I think. Yes. They're more midfield and, and going forward, apart from Dominguez. Yes. Um, and Newell's, who you mentioned as well. Well, they, I, apparently they
1: bought. They finally bought the the part a part of the transfer of Leal. The yes, Viz,
0: they did, uh, as well as signing Zeturbo, as I think we mentioned last week. Yes, the Vinieri saw. Um, so they're going to have an all lusophone front line, um, with two pretty good names. Really, Luis Leal is, is yes. not bad, and Zeturbo is is just magnificent. At least,
1: uh, we expect to, for him to be fast.
0: Yes, hopefully he yes. is. If he's not, then it will be amusing, but yes. uh, a bit disappointing. Um, I, th- I think that they can uh, do some damage.
1: Leandro Grimi, well, we don't know whether he will be OK because he had injuries and then uh, couldn't uh, play for Racing. Uh, but if you hear that name, he could be good. Yeah, Then Mar-
0: Mariano Bitolo, who for some reason they've it. written down as Bitolo here. Um from Albacete is a, a name that um sounds interesting to me. I'm assuming it's the Bitono I'm thinking of, um, who was in Spain for a while. And Joel Amoroso is um back as well, having spent a season or two at Belgrano. Um so yes. both of those are sides that I think can improve on last season based on, on what they did in the second half of last and, season. And Ivan P yes.
1: another Paraguayan is right? Mm. Is it right? I think so. Because not mota but Pires, I think he's. Yes, in terms of names, News has interesting signings. He and is very one. Well. Yes, he's a fullback. Yes. Carry on. Sorry. No, that uh, in in terms of, of of names of the signings, uh, News uh, apparently had good ones, but of course we have to see to watch them in action. So, uh, but it sounds interesting. Indeed. Um, we have been
0: recording for 34 minutes, so I'm going to call half-time now. Um, we will refill our glasses, or I'll refill my glass, and Andres can keep on drinking for me, because he's only got halfway down. Um, and when we come back after the break, we will answer some questions, and there was definitely something else that I was planning on think- um, talking about. So I'm going to try and remember it during this break, and we'll discuss that as well. wondering uh, where the pussycat is this week. Um, She's very quiet. She is here. She's actually gone into the bedroom now. Um, She had her ovaries taken out on Monday, and as a result, she's currently wearing the collar of shame, looking like an extra from The Handmaid's Tale, um, and doesn't really want to talk to me at the moment. But I tried to fashion a little jacket from her. Um, Yesterday evening, me and my girlfriend cut up a pair of my boxer shorts, Um, in order to cut some leg holes in it and try and tie it round her. And she promptly took it off and started biting at the wound. So, unfortunately, Latrice is currently out of commission. She's sitting on the bed. The good news is that she's completely silent, so I don't need to edit out any meowing. Um, And she will be back to her normal noisy self in two weeks' time, possibly next week, but she's still going to have the collar on this time next week, so we'll see. Um, I have remembered what the thing was that we wanted to talk about, I occasionally get, um, uh, very occasionally get feedback from people going, you know, you should you should plan episodes. That would be really good if you planned episodes. But it's not really the Hand of Pod style, and it certainly isn't my style in anything that I do in life. Um, unless you're going to offer me a job, in which case I'm very good at fore planning, uh, I promise. And that, that last line was just a joke. Um, but uh, anyway, I remember eventually, it's the national team, and the situation, both regarding the... Identity of the first team manager, and the identity of the um, slightly confusing <laughs> uh, job title. We're not really sure what the job title is exactly, but some sort of general coordinator of youth sides. Um, how have they, they been doing in La Cudia, by the way? I think they
1: they have won against Murcia, and the Ecuador was the other match. It's not actually getting reported
0: here, but. I should have a Wikipedia page for it somewhere. Silence is always uh, a very uh, key ingredient, I feel, in podcasts yes. while we look things up. Um, let's try it. As
1: soon as they planned,
0: of course, uh, silence, but it happens. Yes, in these. That's the 2016 one. And now, if we go to 20, replace the 6 with an 8, we should be able to get the scores so far on Wikipedia. Oh, good. No, it's not there. But they have at least they've won one game. they thrashed Venezuela, right? I ah, Venezuela. Yes, live tweeted. I think Peter was live tweeting. Yes, um, four nil and
1: two nil against Murcia, I think. Yeah,
0: I'm not, I'm not sure how Peter was watching it because, as far as I'm aware, it's not been on television. But maybe it was on Deport TV or one of the channels I don't ever look at. Um, but anyway, that that team, the under twenties, who are in La Cudia, and which did in the end include a River Plate player. We were saying that no River players had been called up and that there was this big fuss about, oh, River didn't let yes. anybody go to the national team and lots of people at River said, well, we didn't get any call-ups. Um, one of the kids did end up actually going along to replace somebody who'd been injured or something.
1: A goalkeeper, which I, I, know, I don't remember his surname, but uh, there was a goalkeeper that got injured and so they decided to, to call up a, a goalkeeper from River. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, had said that, they had said that River didn't... Uh, uh, want to give out race Reis, and ferreira kids ferreira even is playing now yet now he's playing in the in the first division uh, not as a in the standard lineups but uh, uh jumping to the matches in the last 15 20 minutes so now they have an excuse for not calling for not giving the, giving him to the to the national team but in the previous uh days it was said that river didn't Give them and, well, from River, they say that there wasn't any collab. Yeah. So.
0: At any rate, that one is being managed by Lionel Scaloni and... Aymar. Thank you, Pablo Aymar. I've forgotten the name of the other person, which is a bit embarrassing now that you've reminded me who it was. Um, That is not to say that it's Lionel Scaloni with Pablo Aymar as an assistant or Pablo Aymar with Lionel Scaloni as an assistant. They are both the manager. It's the second time that I'm aware of in Argentine national team history, um, that a sort of commission or committee has been um, managing the team. The previous one, the most famous one, was the senior national team in 1958 in Sweden for the World Cup, uh, when there were three directores técnicos of the Argentine national side, um, which oversaw that disastrous campaign, which included the 6-1 defeat to Czechoslovakia. Um, But at any rate, the plan... At the moment, well, there isn't one, is there? Because the, the AFA put as much work into their for planning as I do into episodes of Hand of Pod. The difference is, of course, that the AFA's job is slightly higher stakes. Um, so, Andres, I mean, t- take me through what you were telling me just before we started recording about Angelisi talking to Tapia and, and all of that
1: stuff. Well, uh, apparently there was a meeting between Angelisi and Tapia, well, they, they of course, the most important men at AFA today. Uh, because they were, in, they had some arguments, or they weren't. Uh, they had different visions uh, related to, to the to, uh, to national team and the manager and the sports director, who who should be the the, the ones to hold those those positions. Uh, and their their positions, uh, talking about that, are still uh, far away one from each other. But in the in, in the uh, one decision that they did agree was in that that the the national team won't have any uh, coach until the, the the end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Official, I mean the coach to be the one uh, uh, in charge of the of the national team. The successor in, to Jorge yes. Sampaoli. Basically. So the rumors said that they will offer Scaloni uh, and Placente. Uh, Placente, no, Placente was with Aymar mm-hmm. in the under seventeen and fifteen uh, national teams, I think. Uh, that they will uh, pro- propose Scaloni and Neymar to be the the intern coaches, uh, so that they can go to the to the friendlies that are in the uh, pro- programmed or planned in the, in the FIFA dates. Well, the idea finally apparently is not to uh, withdraw those turnam- those friendlies, but to go with these intern coaches. Uh, yeah. So that's the. the, the, the meeting they had and the decision apparently that they took so if you
0: are a listener who is in oh, where are those matches I think it's California isn't it and then the other one's in the MetLife I believe in uh, New Jersey I think the first one's in California uh, who have already got tickets for Colombia and Guatemala thank you I was going to say Nicaragua I knew it was somewhere in that region and um, then don't panic. It looks as if Argentina will be playing, even if it might not be an Argentina who are managed by Actually, no, hang on. you definitely have heard of the person managing it. If it's Leonor Scaloni and, and Pablo Aima, uh not least because we just mentioned them, but also because, you know, you've heard of them. Maybe yes. not in, in terms of football management, but certainly um in terms of football in general, if you're listening to this podcast, I would hope that you've heard of both of those people. Um so it looks like the games will be taking place there was a, a thing on um, uh, I think it was on TNT I, I saw it via Twitter uh, with Veronica Brunati who is a very um, good and well connected um, journalist who works for TNT uh, saying I think about a week ago or so that there was a danger that Argentina were going to put out of those matches if they couldn't find a manager in time um, I would guess that this decision to just go ahead with Iqaloni with and, um, and Aymar managing the team is as much to, as anything to do with the fact that somebody must have told them look you realise if you do that you're going to be losing a lot of money right yes they uh, have
1: contract uh, now precisely. that's why uh, they will go there uh, and there's another ma- another name that was rumoured to be to uh, have possibilities to uh, hold the charge of, of a sports manager or a, sorry sports director mm-hmm. that you mentioned before we started recording which is Tokali
0: Yes, indeed. Um, Hugo Tocali, who I guess most of our listeners, if you've heard of him, will be aware of him as having been the successor um, in the youth um, setup to uh, Jose Pekerman. After, yes. after Pekerman uh, left the Argentina youth set-up to become yeah. Argentina manager, the, the full national team, Tocani took over from him and had an even more successful spell in charge of the under twenties, I think he won two under twenty World Cups, didn't he? And Peckerman won one. Is that right? Because he won in two thousand and five and two thousand and seven. I think both of those World Cup wins were um, yes. were uh, in in were under Tokali, whereas Pekerman's was the twenty oh three or twenty oh one. Can't remember which one. Anyway, he twenty
1: oh one was the one in playing in Argentina, the World Cup. Yes, you mean possibly. Yes, yeah, might have if um, You mean the World Cup play in Argentina was twenty oh one. Yeah uh, and then with with uh, Saviola, Romagnoli, Backer Rodriguez, yes. And that was the one
0: that they won under Peckerman. Yes. And then the 2003 one,
1: I think it was Tocalli, yes.
0: Was that Pekeman as well though? No. They didn't win it. They won 2005 and 2007, I think. Yes. Anyway, Tocalli uh, was even more successful if I remember correctly, than Peckerman, um at, nas- at youth national team level. And also of course did a really good job during that time of continuing to send players up to Peckham national team. And then later on, a lot of those players ended up graduating. And one of the problems that Argentina have had, as we saw in the World Cup just gone, is that there are very few players now making that same step up. There were two players in the squad from the World Cup past, uh, I think that's right, who had been um, in the youth teams under Tocali. Virtually none or none at all um, who had been in the youth teams who've served under any of Tokali's successes, basically. Um, And so to get this plan together that they keep talking about, they keep on using the word project, Um, the idea is to bring Tokali in. They're also looking, I think it's now looking increasingly likely that Alejandro Sabela could very well come in in some sort of sporting director capacity. There have been a lot of uh, things said in the press in the last few days about how he's really up for it. But he wants to see that the that the AFA, um, are serious about it, and it's likely to be whether it's Samela or Peckerman who come in in that role. That is probably going to affect enormously the identity of the next manager. And as a result, I guess they have accepted that they're unlikely to sign a new manager until December. There's also no real rush, is there? I mean, as long as you make sure you've got somebody in, um, you know, with enough time to prepare for that for next year's Copa America. I guess there's, it's not as if they need a manager tomorrow, if they've just got some friendlies coming up and if they've got a, a fair idea of how to get Anyway, them, there like.
1: is a fact that I think that will happen, which is that, uh, for example, if uh, um, Sabella or Peckerman, are one of, the, of them are the sports manager, sorry, I, I say manager, it's sports director, and they are the ones to choose who will be the coach of the national team. Mm. There, will, there will be a lot of people behind them uh, giving their opinions anyway they won't of course. Be, they won't have freedom to to choose the the coach and this is it the Sabela
0: i like because i mean there is a quite poorly sourced and um i don't know whether it's a, uh, you know real or not but there's a story about Sabela from right before the 2014 world cup uh when the big scandal erupted regarding Eber banega eventually not going you might remember this um, in which uh, Sabella apparently um, stood up to Julio Grandona because Grandona was quite insistent that Banega should should play, um, that, that he needed to be in, in the World Cup. And Sabella basically said, you know, a week or so before the... Well, no, a couple of days before the squad travelled and a week or so before the first pre-World Cup friendly um, outside Argentina that if uh, Grandona was going to impose players on him, then he was off. Um and I don't know whether the story is true or not, but I think that it uh, is illustrative of, <laughs> in spite of the fact I've just said I think it's bollocks, basically. Um, I think it's illustrative, however, of his personality. I think that one reason that people were prepared to believe that is that he is, yeah, okay, he's got this very kind of friendly grandfather-like figure. He's 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 the granddad we'd all love to have. Um, he seems very nice and cuddly, um, but I think he also does demand a certain respect particularly when you're talking about the Argentine national team now, it seems really bizarre to say this. You know, he was in charge for three or four years um, and it was only three or four years ago. Um, but having gotten to a World Cup, having a final, having exceeded expectations so much and having done it all with, with such a sense of sort of quiet dignity and not raging against people, and even since then he's not come out and said this and that and the other about about things as some former Argentina managers and players have done. Um, I think says a lot and therefore I kind of wonder whether okay, obviously Diego Simeone for example, or Mauricio Pochettino are completely unattainable from the AFA's point of view but whether managers who are in their kind of stratosphere who might not otherwise look twice at them might just think, well you know what if if Sabella's going to be fighting my corner if he's going to be a sporting director if if he's going to be there to if I'm having an argument with with the AFA board to go in there and, and help me out maybe I might consider it even though Simeone himself is, is obviously going to say no for the moment um, but whether Savila might just therefore make the whole organisation a bit more palatable to everybody um, and I wonder whether some of that is, is therefore why they're looking at this this idea they're aware of their reputation <laughs> to anybody who's travelled outside Argentina and to an awful lot of people who haven't as well and are kind of thinking okay how can we insulate ourselves and allow the manager to feel insulated from us to a certain extent um, I think the same thing would come from Peckerman as well but Savella, I think has, has sort of at least that public persona um, in more ways than one as I, as I mentioned um, that, that might help to convince people uh, and know.
1: there is something that is real which is <clears throat> something that also helps someone to be uh, to have to be willing to, to, to go somewhere or to live which is for example, Gareca, or now it's in the middle of a of apparently a corruption case from the president of the Peruvian Federation, and he will be. Gareca not involved in this. No, Peruvian no, no, person. no. But he he didn't want to go to a meeting where 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 the president of the federation will be will be so that he's not in the, in the photograph uh-huh. and that that uh, problem or that case will make him make the decision that well to leave. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, but uh, apart from that, he he's being loved by people and by the players, same as uh, Peckerman in, in Colombia. Even when the they the supporters perhaps uh, aren't very uh, well, they don't didn't like a lot uh, the way they played against England, for example. They they think they they should play have played more offensively. But apart from that, they 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 are like. Uh, uh, very much oh, well they are respected mm-hmm. uh, Gareca in Peru and and, and Packerman in Colombia uh, and here they are I think they have the fear or, or they think they won't be uh, respected and the, the first two or three negative results they will be sacked uh, and of course that that's something to take into account uh, Packerman when Packerman was out of the national team it was 12 years ago uh, or 14 well 20 or 6 so yes, 12, 12 years ago uh, he was younger he had 16 60, 56 years old now he's 68 and I imagine him not being very uh, good with the idea of uh, being not be- not treating not being treated very well and and, and uh, that if he loses three, fam- three matches he, he must leave uh, so yes that's something to, something to take into account apart from all the all the uh, things that has to do with the, the if there, there is a sports director and they uh, can work with him, or or or, or if Tapia and Angelici will give their opinions too. That's a lot of things to take into account, and not only the 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 project, which is of course the most important thing. Mm. Uh, whether the, there will be players and the teams. The teams, for example, will give out players.
0: Well, this is another thing that I read earlier today. Actually, is mm. that. Um, supposedly the one of the reasons that they're going after Tokali is that they want to sort of set a new um, so that it's no longer an unspoken rule but so that it is actually a a spoken out loud uh, norm which is that if your players if you're a club president and your players get called up for one of the national teams whether it's a youth national team or the main national team you don't say no we're not going to send them um, and that 's one reason that you know apart from his his record when he was previously youth manager um, is another reason that that they like the idea of of signing tokali so much um, is that as overseer of san lorenzo 's youth system for the last i want to say two years but i'm i 'm not sure it might be longer it might be not quite as long um, He has always been whenever they 've had players called up for the under twenties or for the under eighteens or whatever he 's always been perfectly happy and in fact. Uh, for La there are a couple, two or three San Lorenzo players involved in this side, one of whom, um God no, Cornelio's mm-hmm. the one who's best abroad, isn't it? But one of whom is, is um would have been uh, probably in the San Lorenzo lineup against Temuco and even um Biaggio, the, the first team manager at San Lorenzo, didn't say anything. He he said, No, the national team's above everything else. He's going. Yes. Um we don't have him to call on. Uh, even though according to FIFA's rules you know it's not a FIFA competition so San Lorenzo would have been perfectly within their rights to say no we're not letting him go um, and they, they want to try to instil that attitude into more of it and, and I think that this is a whole thing A, there was all this talk about oh I you know not letting players be called up or have they just not had anybody called up um, but B, both San Paoli when he was going to be the person taking them to La Cudia and then suddenly couldn't get the squad together and also Martino before him, uh, three years ago, was that three years ago? Two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. of course it was. Um, when he was trying to put the Olympic team together, suffered from and Martino particularly suffered from clubs refusing to release players for training and refusing to release players for for the squad. Um, in Martino's case, this also obviously combined with the fact that he hadn't been paid for seven months. That his staff hadn't been paid for seven months it was a way of pressuring him into finally giving up and and as it happened it worked Um, but uh, they they want I suppose to sort of reset this and and get people into thinking and particularly get clubs into thinking again that actually if you have a number of youth team prospects called up for the national team or for a youth national team then you should bloody well let them go Um, and it's going to help the, the development of the Argentine national team in the long run Um, so I think although I question the AFA's motives and we both do uh, an awful lot of the time on this one I think it's difficult to argue with the sort of solution that they're proposing at the moment but we'll have to wait and see what comes of it
1: yes and another thing is that you wonder whether the the decisions they make are uh, or I mean there is a rumour now that this Tocal they won't to, to be in charge of the uh, national teams, how how many time will it be until this is not true and and, and that uh, again they they will be lo- they will be looking for a, a sports director and I think I mean uh, are names that are thrown in the air and then you don't know whether they are real or not. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, apparently, the conversation between um, Matthias Lamens, the San Lorenzo president. Um, and and the AFA has, has happened and Tokali is up for it but we'll have to see in the next few days therefore whether it actually ends up that would be great
1: because San Lorenzo is as long as River aren't very good with AFA in terms of the relationships mm. are, even they are out of AFA uh, they are they they are in with the Superliga but uh, in terms of the national team and well they uh, committed in, in, in AFA uh, they are out so yeah uh, if they can agree with that well that would be great absolutely it's, it's a
0: start um, questions moving on to these Reber in English after I tweeted does anybody have any questions says has there ever been a boy born who can swim faster than a shark um, I referred this to uh, Guinness World Records correspondent Ralph Hanna who's on Twitter as Ralph, and who is not sure about a boy but apparently there is an entrant um no <laughs> for a girl who, who has done it, uh, so well done, and thank you very much, Ralph. Wayward from Haywood says, your dark horse for the 1819 Primera, or the Superliga, as it's now known, Mr. Wayward, outside of last year's top eight, Boca, Godoy, Cruz, San Lorenzo, Uracan, Tacheres, Independiente, Racing River. I like how he asked for the dark horse in a league that was won by an absolute mile by Boca last season, by one club, and then uh, doesn't allow us to pick the top third of the league I think the dark horse is going to come from one of those teams to be honest Um, because you know you're you're getting down into the very upper reaches of mid-table there I think it would be fair to say um, that given that Boca finished you know won the league with about five games to go or something Is
1: is Moro Garcia still at Gode Cruz? Because Garro for example has left to Huracan so Moro Garcia scored a lot of goals if he's there even with no 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 guard anymore. Uh, I think they could stand a chance to be in the first positions. If not, well, I I'm afraid that Codegruz will suffer.
0: He has not left. Oh. He's well. still there. There was talk of him going to coming to one of the Buenos Aires clubs, wasn't there? Racing or River, yes, I think we both but mentioned. No, finally. Uh, but no, it looks like he stayed. Um yeah, I would agree. I would say that they, they should be a good chance. San Lorenzo, I think, are, are going to drop off. I think they got a bit lucky at times last season, as I hinted earlier, they, that they played particularly nice football. And given the second halves of the season that they both had, I think Rassing and River will have to be good shots to finish further up the table. But in River's case particularly, a lot is going to depend um, on whether they can, when they decide to take the league seriously or whether they sack it off for the Libertadores, as they have been doing uh annoyingly quite a lot I say annoyingly because it's not as if the league is particularly taxing in terms of fixtures when you've only got this season 25 25, 25 rounds of fixtures um, to play Uh, but yeah that's uh, the answer that we have so far Darren Paul any idea where I could hear some Racing fans chat with a River fan about an upcoming game yes I'm shameless the answer to that one Darren as Darren well knows because he's one of those Racing fans um, is the Rassing in English podcast who got my mate Tom on um, from the River in English um, Twitter uh, I was going to say feed then but that's not the, the right word is it? Profile um, to join in with a preview of it's next week isn't it? The Leaver to Yes of course it is next, yes. next it's right before the um
1: one week is it March. Wednesday?
0: I thought it was on Thursday uh, if it's on Wednesday that's going to bugger up our recording plans isn't it? Well, no, mm. I have those, so I will look. At any rate, they've previewed it, uh, so go and listen to it. Darren Porne also says, Can you believe that we're in for another season of Ivan Pichoud? I'm, on I'm obviously delighted. He's the beating heart of Racing. Um, I think English Dan, well, he's responded to this with a, a gif, in fact, which gives us an idea of his reaction. Uh, he's not too happy with it. If I was a Racing fan, I don't think that I would be either. Uh, Wayward from Hayward is back again and he says Libertadores final will likely be Argentina versus Brazil if so which club do you fancy to represent each nation? Sorry? Which which Argentine club and which Brazilian club do we think have the best chances of reaching the Copa Libertadores final? I'm going to bring the tree up now so that we can see who's meeting who um, at various points.
1: Well I think Gremio is one from the one from Brazil, and it's, it would be harder in the, term, in the case of Argentina because there we we have uh, well River and Boca of course Racing Independiente, so it's difficult. So
0: at the moment, the top half of the draw, bearing in mind of course that yes. none of the round of sixteen has started yet, is Boca Juniors against Libertad. Flamen- uh, the winners of that will play the Flamengo or Cruzeiro. Cerro Porteño play Palmeiras. Colo Colo play Corinthians so those are going into the quarterfinals and then one of uh, two of those teams will be the semifinals and in the other semifinal Atletico Tucumán uh, or Atletico Nacional will play a Estudiantes or a Gremio for a place in the quarters In the, uh, sorry in the quarters Independiente versus Santos and Racing versus River are the other two round of 16 games um, I think looking at those that the quarterfinals are looking like and Boca, remember, looked very, very iffy indeed during the group stage and ended up scraping through. Uh, and Libertada, potentially dangerous. They look pretty good, but I don't know what they've done over the winter, transfer-wise. Um, I think that Boca are going to scrape through that one either way. Probably play, I don't know anything at all about Flamengo or Cruzeiro in the next round. I I,
1: I think Cruzeiro will be
0: there. Yeah, um, and that's going to be a really interesting quarter-final. Nice. Cerro Poteño, Palmeiras yep. Kono, Kono, Corinthians I mean neither of these sides impressed me very much in Continental but Palmeiras in the season. group of
1: Boca I think that they were I I, I think they are better than Sarra Porteño yeah so oh you're that, right of
0: course they, they won that group didn't they I've forgotten about that uh, and with the best record indeed of, of anybody in the group stage um, Atletico Tucumán I suspect are going to find Atletico Nacional one step too far so let's scrub them from the Argentines with the best chance of reaching the final um Estudiantes are gonna to have to improve quite a lot on their group showing from what I remember uh, if they're gonna get past Gremio who are one of the best sides in the group stage. Um, and then I mean I, I think the most likely Argentine finalists
1: I think the the ones a, a the river, one who probably Yeah the um, one the yeah. one who wins from River Racing I think they will I don't know if semi finals but well of course they will be quarter-finals
0: Yeah. Uh, but uh, and they'll play either Independiente or Santos. I mean, I, yes. if if it's, I, I, I think the River have the best chance of the Argentine sides to get to the semis, um, and of the Brazilian sides,
1: it's Grêmio or Palmeiras for me.
0: But but River Grêmio would be the semi-final, wouldn't it? That's the thing. Yes. Um, and so yeah, I, I think you're probably looking at Palmeiras based on. Not really good group stage, and that means they probably won't do it, because the strongest team in the group very, very, very rarely do well in the knockout stages in Libertadores. Um, that's as much of an example uh, of an answer, sorry, as we can give you there. Um, Little Bird says, Rivers rumoured awake it An homage to Torino after so many years, just in time for the 70th anniversary of Superga, or is it just a random idea? If the former, if it is an homage to Torino, then why is it purple instead of maroon? Are you uh, aware of t I've, I've looked up the kit. It's definitely purple. I have not no, heard anything about Torino mentioned. No, um, so. The context for this, in case anybody is, is not aware of this, is that River, after the Superga crash, um, were the first team, I think possibly the only team, to to offer um, Torino a friendly and, and fundraising. And ever since then, the clubs have been quite sort of friendly and, and they tend to maybe once every decade or so one of them will put out an alternative a, a change kit um, that is a bit of an homage to the others home kit yes um,
1: no but in this case
0: I don't but think in this case yeah I, I don't think it is this time round they, a, they uh, did one Rivers last one was I want it was since I'm, I was here I'm sure they put out they had a maroon away kit maybe three or four yes, years ago I think yes um, Oscar Per Mulder says not much of a question in fact it's not a question at all, it's just a statement um, but Argentine clubs and the Superliga should look towards the audience from outside Argentina, making English language Twitter accounts would be the first and easiest step also removing geoblocking from highlights and goal videos would be nice, I don't think the Superliga YouTube account does have geoblocking unless you're in Germany where everything's blocked um, Oscar is not, I checked his, his um, profile, he's in Estonia according to that Um, so I'm not sure but I I haven't sort of heard any Twitter people um, when I put up the the links to goal videos and stuff saying I can't see this so I've always assumed that it's not Geoblot
1: I think that uh, for now the only thing that they have been doing is that a a polemic uh, decision of putting Boca or River to play at 11am even Mm. when you have already said it will compete with uh, the European major clubs um, but I think the idea is that if not it's really hard to understand why they put a, a, a match with one, one of the two most important uh, clubs in the or teams in the, in the, in the country at, at that time it's uh, I think there is no other reason even when as I said before uh, and we have discussed this last episode there will be away fans but not for River and Boca so it's really strange
0: yeah um I mean, other than that, it's it's pretty difficult to really argue with what Oscar is saying because obviously we're an English language Argentine football podcast, so of course we agree that uh, people should do more to try and expose Argentine football in the English language. Um, There are, as Oscar also says, a lot of English um, uh, fan-run English um, language Argentine accounts, and there is also one official one which belongs to Neil's Old Boys. Um, There are one, I think the competitions really kind of have to lead the way on this. The you know, at continental and national level, and there are one or two um, plans afoot. Let's say to to launch English language coverage in an official capacity of uh, some things. Yes. That's all I can say for the moment. But uh, keep your ears to the ground is what I will suggest. Um,
1: yes, first uh, I think first decision will be to uh, for the clubs, like happens with a lot of clubs in Europe. To have official English language accounts and to uh, uh, perhaps uh, give the possibility to buy, I don't know, merchandising from out, from from, up, from up abroad. But that's for the
0: kit manufacturers.
1: That's not the clubs who do that. Yes, of course. But you know, to so to work today together and try to, I, I think everything means money in this case.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, for the for the clubs themselves, they license the right to make the kit and then that's it the manufacturers you know in Bocca's case Nike in River's case Adidas decide where they're going to sell that kit so if if, for instance you're in Europe and you really want to get hold of the new River Plate shirt which you should because it's beautiful because there's no sponsor on the chest um and because it's a really nice design anyway um you need to contact Adidas and, and ask them why they're not stocking it. You, you don't need to contact River at all because they have no say in the matter. Yes. Uh, Paul Richardson says, Question, why are Boca finding it such a struggle to sign a goalkeeper? They have been linked with quite a lot over the past few months. That's the understatement of the century. Um, but as Andres says, they have now managed to sign one. So, question invalidated, Paul, I'm afraid. But we don't blame you for not having heard about it because I had completely forgotten about it as well. Uh, but Esteban Andrada has now been signed. Ian Flux says, It's a few years late. (laughs) As is everything on this podcast, don't worry. But why didn't Julian Speroni get more caps for Argentina? Numerous player of the seasons at Palace and a consistent performer. Was it because he was playing at a lower level, perhaps? We got a few questions about this when he was actually uh, playing well at Palace. And I think that, yeah, lower level is probably a big part of the reason. Um, The Championship has very little... No, it doesn't have very little visibility in Argentina. It has no visibility yeah. in Argentina, um, and yeah, he's not really a name who's on anybody's radar here. You,
1: you have the case of Armani, who is quite similar. They mm-hmm. he play even playing not in, I mean, e- in England in but in <laughs> Colombia, which is here uh, near, uh, and and he was he uh, wasn't called up even a single single time, and after three months or four at River and, and being a great goalkeeper. Well, uh, from not being taken into account to being the the, the the goalkeeper against Nigeria and France in the World Cup. So it's quite similar cases.
0: Yeah. Uh, Balompier86 says, does Boca have a realistic chance of winning the Copa Libertadores this year? Do you think they have a weak point which can be exploited by some of the bigger Brazilian clubs? Um, they've just won, by the way, 6-0 against Alvarado. Carlos Tevez scored a penalty for the sixth goal. Um I think the Boca have weak points that, that can, I'm not going to say will be, exploited by Libertad. Um, I don't know why the big and Brazilian clubs are necessarily going to be the ones to do it. As, as, as I said, they, they they were poor in the group stage. Um, they look all at sea at times defensively. Not today, obviously, but today they were playing a lower league team in the co- in the Argentine Cup. Um, and yes. uh, Libertad's strengths... Yes. Uh, an aerial game and set pieces, which is in many cases is where Boca struggled last season to maintain their focus in defence. Um, which is why I think that 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 Boca Libertad fixture in in the round of sixteen, I think Boca can edge it, but I don't think it's going to be an easy one for them.
1: Well, uh, apparently the well not apparently. Like, I think that for sure will be the right the centre backs uh, against Libertad will be magallan Golson Magallan mm-hmm. because Esquerdos even when he it, it was in, in, uh, playing for friendlies against Colorado Rapids, uh, he was not very good. And uh, uh, he will clearly be the substitute there. And, well, now with Enrada, perhaps they will have uh, a uh, better chance than, for, than with Rossi, who, at his first mistake, will be uh, whistled by, by Boca fans. Yeah. And uh, talking about Libertad, they won't have the co- They have fire the coach I don't remember his name but they will have an intern one intern. so uh, it will be difficult for them to even uh, I think well, when this happens is of course hard to, to believe or to think that they will be a, a solid or a strong team uh, so I think yes Boca in that case he will pass Libertad but then it will depend on the team he will he will face if yeah. Flamengo or 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 Crusade. I think Crusader will 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 be harder for for Boca than Flamengo.
0: And in terms of winning the whole Copa Libertadores, stuff, it's a big step up from the level that Boca have been competing on for the last couple of years. In yeah, winning two Argentine leagues, but also winning two Argentine league titles, which. As we've said numerous times over the last few years not because it's Boca winning them but because of the ridiculous structure at the moment in Argentina and the, and the too high number of, of teams in the Primera slash Superliga um, is, is full of quite a lot of weak teams, the, the Libertadores gets really competitive and really strong from this point on and I think that Boca have addressed that um, well in one sense which is that they have put together an enormous squad right now, they, they've got a very deep squad but during a lot of last season and the season before um, Giselle Roberto Aracicchilotto has not always looked like a manager who's been able to turn matches bocca 's way when they've been going against them um, and who's had a very clear plan so we will see I mean a realistic chance yeah they're one of the bigger names that's going to command some respect um, and is anybody's competition once it gets to the knockout stages but I wouldn't put them among the sort of handful of favourites as, as we sort of hinted earlier um, yes,
1: in, in the international stage, it looks not because I am River supporter, but looks River looks in the previous to the round of 16 uh, better prepared for for, for, for a. a and,
0: and in recent seasons, River have got more experience of, of, of doing it as well. Uh, you know, uh, yes. yes, they played poorly, you know, for large stretches of last year, but even then they still reached the Copa Libertadores semi final. Um, was the semis, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that was when Lannoy's beat them. Um, and yeah, they, they went out chaotically, but they were still in the last four. Um, so that experience, I think, speaks for quite a lot. Uh, that was the last question. There's one more thing to tell you about before we go away, and that is the amusing story, funny story, um, of Colon's kit, which I actually noted down to tell you two weeks ago uh, for Handapod 303 and then forgot about. Uh, oh, hang on, we've had two questions from email as well. I'll read those out first because they're more important uh, than than my anecdotes. Uh, two questions or just one question? No, two questions from one person in one email. S.A. Todoriki has emailed to say, first of all, which team in the Superliga has the best-looking kit this season? I kind of answered this one earlier. River. That's yeah. that's not due to River's sympathy. It's due to a classic design which has no sponsor across the chest this season. They have sleeve sponsors. It's a very well-known Chinese... Um, mobile telephone manufacturer who are not giving us any money so I'm not going to tell you their name um, but there is nothing across the centre of the chest because they played hardball over the price basically and they, for at least the next few months until December River are going to be playing without a sponsor and it happens to be this season a particularly nice design for the shirt as well so these two factors have combined I think to make it basically unbeatable Yes, in yeah, my opinion I agree. Um other nice ones I was having a look through them the other day there's a very good post on uh, Peter's website um in which Belgrano in English Jimmy Lee who's a lister of Hand of Pod um, runs down his favourite see I, I don't necessarily agree with all of his conclusions um, but it's worth yes. checking out if you want he to see. The place, so like. <laughs> <laughs> he put Belgrano in second place,
1: he, so he is clearly a Belgrano supporter.
0: Indeed, yes. Uh, I'm not sure that Belgrano's kit is quite as nice as he thinks, although he does kind of admit that as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's a post that's worth checking out if you want to have a look at all of them. Uh, and Essay's other question was San Lorenzo is still playing awfully. Their recent loss in the Copa Sudamericana shows there a lingering problem. Uh, there are lingering problems within the team with the style of play and creating scoring opportunities. Why is this the case and what can be done to solve it? I don't know.
1: Play better. <laughs> I,
0: I, I think that in part there seems to have been a lack of real interest over possibly the last year or two, really, from the board um, in seriously backing the manager and um, in bringing in reinforcements. That, that's the impression that I get from you know Mariano... Uh, In particular, uh, our our tamed San Lorenzo fan here on hand of Pod, who appears occasionally. Um, You know that's that's what I get from reading his tweets and and the communication that I have with him. But um, I'm not sure beyond that. As I said earlier, I I don't really expect them to be very much better than they were last season either. I I think they're going to be a step back in terms of results and nothing different in terms of performances.
1: I mean, yes, he he means the players that. San Lorenzo is bringing are not uh, perhaps at their best uh, uh, possibility to play for San Lorenzo well Rojas is a good one but uh, mm. himself alone of course can't uh, transform San Lorenzo can't make San Lorenzo a better team himself alone uh, so it's him and, and who, who else has come to San Lorenzo right now uh, hang on a second uh, Pizzo of course we have already said he apparently left to Flamengo San Lorenzo. So. Oh,
0: bloody hell. Go back. Uh, Pablo Moche. Ah, yes. Santiago Moche,
1: Gonzalez. and Blandi, the former Boca
0: uh, attack uh, yeah. pair. Which will be an interesting one. Uh, but Leandro Romagnoli has retired. He's taking over as sporting director. Juan Mercier is signed for Atletico Tucumán on a free transfer. So that's, I guess, Ariel Rojas is coming in to replace him as much as anything. Um eh, but as I said already, yes. I mean I completely agree with what Essay says, that they're still looking pretty poor. Yes. And I'm not really sure what more they can... Well, I know what they can do, but it's not a short-term solution, it's a long-term solution. Um, that's it for questions. As I said, there is a funny story regarding Colón's kit, and it is that... Um, so Colón's kit has been manufactured, I think, for about the last year now by a company called Burda Sport. B-U-R-R-D-A Sport. Sport. They're not giving us any money either, but I am prepared to mention their name uh, because the Colón's kit is not actually manufactured by Borda Sport. Um, Borda Sport are a company from Quetta, apparently, um, and they used to be based in somewhere in Europe, and the brand was bought a few years ago after the company went bankrupt, and it was sort of relocated to, to Quata, Um And for some time now however long it is Colón and they're not the only Argentine club I think who who have uh, got this company's logo on their kits has has been manufactured by this company and the new Colón shirt designs came out a few months ago for you know Argentine clubs have a habit of just or or, manufacturers for Argentine clubs have a habit of launching shirt designs sometimes in the middle of the season or whatever it is it gets quite confusing and they, they look pretty bad um and there was one column fan in particular who was really unhappy with the piece of shit that uh, Board Sport Sports had given his club. So he tweeted them. He looked them up on Twitter and he tweeted them, why haven't you given us a better kit than this? You know, we used to have Umbro and now you lot are doing this. This is a bunch of... Give us a nicer shirt. And their response was, we don't make kits for anybody in Argentina or for anybody for that matter in South America. So we're not sure what you're talking about. Um, and apparently this some speculator some argentine businessman had when this qatari company bought the burda sport brand this guy had bought the name for use in south america only um without the qatari company apparently being aware of it and he decided to stick the same logo that he i don't think had bought the rights to on colón shirts and has been manufacturing shirts for clubs, some clubs in Argentina, most prominent, and in colón. selling
1: them, selling that to colón, selling them to yeah, uh, sports shops yes.
0: across Argentina for for people to go in and be able to buy but a colón uh, shirt.
1: Selling a deal with colón, of course.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, precisely, and and, and, and signing other contracts elsewhere as well. Um, and so, yeah, this this came to my attention through basically looking up what people's new shirts were like a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, that's that's quite funny, and I should probably mention it on Hand of Pod. And, um, you know, welcome to Argentina, <laughs> if, you, if you're if you not already familiar with how things work here. Uh, that is it for now. If you're a Hand of Pod Patreon patron, then you will already have been able to hear, probably, um, uh, uh, 10 or 15 minutes or so of Andres and I wittering on. We're going to record that now. It's going to be online before this episode goes online, because it's... Much much, much quicker for me to edit um and upload because it 's a much smaller file, obviously, thank you very much indeed. if you are a patron if you're not a patron, please go to patreon dot of no that's wrong isn't it patreon dot slash hand of pod god i'm forgetting how to talk after one and a half fournettes um and you'll be able to hear Andres and I musing in a hand of pod extra from next weekend a week and a half's time onwards we'll be back to two hand of pod extras per week. Might happen this weekend yes. as well, but um, of I'm course, not
1: sure. of course. If y- if they uh, subscribe uh, from now until uh, uh, next week, they will have a the the extra episode will be focused on the rounds that we will be played on Superliga, of course. Yes, absolutely. So that will be additional. Well,
0: there'll be two because I'll I'll do one on Sunday night once the footballs oh, up that's and running again. Oh. Um and well, yeah. better in, in that case. Indeed, um, but the other thing is, if you sign up during the rest of the month, then you get this first month for free so you get a bit of a taster um, to decide because cards are not charged until the first of, first day of each month please don't sign up for a month and get it for free and then cancel it again otherwise and yeah.
1: I don't know but, what um, the price of a pizza in other places but here you don't buy even a pizza with five dollars so no
0: indeed they are cheaper in other places yeah.
1: well, the rest pizza. of the
0: world is cheap compared with Argentina bizarrely um, and depressingly but anyway that's another matter for now thank you very much indeed everybody for listening Um, stay tuned or enjoy I hope you enjoyed the extra episode if you're a a subscriber Um, and we will see you again next week when we will have a preview episode for the championship it's very exciting indeed from Andres it's thanks and goodbye thank you goodbye and from me it's thanks and goodbye Two full-time scores. Um, Boca did beat Alvarado 6-0 in the end, thanks to that Carlos Tevez penalty, which I think I mentioned during recording, uh, to make it 6-0. That's how it ended. And just this second, a match that we forgot to tell you about, the Copa Sudamericana, Banfield versus Boston River of Uruguay, has just ended 2-0. Nicolás Bertolo scored both goals. Um, the first leg of that one was last week and it finished 1 0 to Boston Riba in an absolute downpour in Montevideo, a very poor game, more due to the conditions than to the fault of either team. Uh, and Banfield have managed to come back and win the tie 2 1 on aggregate, so they advanced to the last 16, I think it is, of the Copa Sudamericana.